This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross App. It is July 10th. WWE Smackdown. I'm here with Warren Hayes. You know, I, I was going to say in spirit, but I mean, he, he's been dead for like fucking a year and a half. We did that gimmick, so he's always been in spirit. Somebody will make a comment, so I might as well. This took the spirit out of me tonight, Warren. I sent you a message a private message days ago and said, man, we might be doing a prediction show like nine days before the pape. Because somebody in WWE said, you're not going to have a lot to talk about. And I said, okay. Uh, wow. And I mean, we'd be better off predicting a pay-per-view two weeks in advance. Honestly. I'd be much more excited talking about Extreme Rules, then, what happened tonight? Yeah, remind My you guys, um, if you're watching live on YouTube, or YouTube at all, just leave a thumbs up, subscribe, that stuff helps. Check out Warren's channel, youtube.com slash Hayes. But donate a super chat, any amount, get your question or statement read on the air. And let me tell you, we're going to be looking at a 38-minute show, unless you all <laughs> donate some super chat. That's all I got to say. Um uh, Evan Wright says, please, for the love of God, bury this show. I mean, we've got plenty of opportunity to do this. I I fully feel like this is the most pointless, missable SmackDown show in the brand split era. Hang on. And we can add on top of that, we can add the most egregious, embarrassing, and objectively bad one, Sean. Oh, yeah. I I, I don't think anyone can make a proper objective case as to why this show is worth watching. Not tonight. It ain't. Yeah, we're about to get into some super chats. Reminder, guys, check out our friend uh, Throwback27's YouTube page. Uh, he's not in our chat right this second, I don't think, but uh, he had a day. Cindy has love. And there he is, just on on cue, popping up with a monster super chat. He says, the segments with Hardy need to end. If they bring back his past over and over again, it's going to make people turn away. WWE has a habit of using real-life talents for your stories. Please stop. What's next week? These things turn people off. Let's go ahead and, and talk about it. Miz okay. and Morrison come out, or they, they bring out Jeff Hardy so they can clown him with, with a clip. All right. So they, they do. We knew exactly what's going to happen. And again, it the objectively funny thing is seeing... Jeff Hardy go, is it funny to you? As Seamus laughs. It's like, well, I mean, it's pretty self-explanatory, Jeff. 
Oh, God damn, man. So, Mm -hmm. okay, the highlight of this show, and it might be a low light, the Celtic butthole is a real term. That came out of his mouth. Yes, absolutely. It sounds like (laughs) if, if like, there was, you know, a a cover band that you were going to see at Oktoberfest (laughs) that covered the butthole surfers, they'd be called the Celtic butthole surfers. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's a crossover between Dropkick Murphys and and the butthole surfers. Yeah, that's how you get the Celtic butthole. Uh, I I like what what I thought was really fun here in this moment. It's very meta. It ended. Oh. No, no, but I mean, no, that like the Celtic butthole thing is like, <laughs> my God, this is this is the PG thirteen rating screaming at the top of its lungs because you know Jeff would like to say something else. Anyone in their right mind would have said anything else, but it's Celtic butthole that we got. Celtic Let's, butthole. Yeah. Uh, they bring up that Seamus has challenged Jeff Hardy to a bar fight. You know what? That could be fun, I guess. But it, it it could be fun, I guess. All those are very operative words. But I know what it's going to be. It's going to be Seamus pouring alcohol on Jeff Hardy. <sighs> so we. Um. Yeah. Sorry. No. no, no go I, ahead. I mean, this is it. This is the thing. Is um because I had someone on Twitter say I saw someone on Twitter say, "Well, at least we haven't seen a bar match fight in a while. That'll be fun." Uh, not in disagreement, but I think in any other context, this would be fine. Yeah. This would be something where we'd be like, ha neat. We're going to see some phony, like, uh, sh- sugar glass bottles being broken over everyone's head. I'll be fun, you know? But I really don't want to go back to this again, Sean, but <laughs> Jeff Hardy's an alcoholic. And it's stupid. You're right. And, it, and I, I try to bring a little something new every week because I feel like WWE brings a little something new every week. Last week, I was wondering with the with the bar scene, I, I, I asked everyone, I said, is this would this make you buy a pay-per-view if you had to shell out 60 bucks to see this? Is this is this something that would get you excited to watch this match? This week, what I'm going to advance on to you is the the – the idea that WWE has to bring in real life events into their storylines to get heat is proof as to how creatively bankrupt they really are. Really? Because if they can't create, and I mean create, like fashion, create stories out of fictional context with these fictional characters – the stories that will get behind, that will create baby faces that will believe in, and dastardly heels that will want to see uh, get their teeth kicked in. If they can't do that without bringing, uh, bringing to light week after week after week the trials and tribulations of an alcoholic, an addict, a man who has worked hard behind the scenes to get to where he is today. If you can do, if you can create heat other than bringing back a wrestler that you fired for one last showing and then just shitting all over him and sending him packing back home again. If you can't create these situations without using very, very real non-storyline related uh, uh, situations 
to create heat. And we can argue just how much heat this creates. I'm not on the Raw show, but I'm just going to touch on it. Not quite sure who benefited from having Heath Slater out on Raw on Monday. I'm not sure. Promo was great, don't get me wrong. But what did it do? What ultimately does it do for Drew and Dolph? Tonight and over the past few weeks, I don't know what Jeff Hardy is getting out of this. I don't see how his character is improving. I I don't feel a, a, a greater connection to him. Christ, I love Jeff Hardy. He's a legend in the yeah. business. Just having him in the ring at his age doing swantons is nuts to me because this guy's body is destroyed. That's enough for me. I don't need all of this. And the thing is, and we called it, it's so heavy-handed, Sean. There's no subtlety to it. But they have to bring the, this real-life stuff into it. And let's go back a few months ago. Remember how great this real-life angle Natalia had with with Ruby Riot when she was using Jim Neidhart's death to, oh. to get under Natalia's skin? Hey, look at the Wow, that was a great career boost for Natalia right there. And Ruby Riot definitely benefited as well. And the thing here is, and I, again, I don't want to harp on this, but the mind of an addict is not as reasonable as you and I. It's not one where we go like, oh, he's okay with it. Let's go with it. That's not how it is. Your mind is always actively trying to, to, to play against you. WWE as a company should be supportive of Matt's addictions, his problems, and not putting him in situations where he's confronted with it. Would you put, would you put, a needle full of heroin in front of a heroin exactly. addict, a guy who's trying to recover. Why is it okay to set a full bar in front and, of him and then have him fight in a full bar? And, I mean, hey, you know what? I like Bruce Pritchard personally in, in my experiences with him. I like him personally, but I go back to an argument that he had with Conrad Thompson on his own podcast where they talked about how Scott Hall was on medication – that would have led him to, that led him to throw up when he was given alcohol. Sure. And Conrad took exception to them having him in an angle, an addict, with alcohol. And Bruce Pritchard said, "Oh, we'll do something else. Find another job then." And I'm, and it led to a major argument on that show. And I agree. What the fuck? And isn't that the – this is the attitude that we know exists in the business, Sean. Oh, you don't want to do it? Well, you're going to lose your spot and someone else is going to take it. We know that's how the wrestling business is built. There's tons of guys behind you, Jeff. Look back at CM Punk when he was like, oh, you got paid this much for a night? I'd work for yada yada. And he goes, good. That's the people they want are the Mm -hmm. people that are like, smile, happy to be there. But those aren't the people that succeed and make it to the top. It, it's the ones that stand out and stand up for themselves that do. Oh, this is so frustrating. You know when this storyline was good? The first time they did it 11 years ago at a top level, and you thought, okay, well, they, they've gotten Jeff help, and this is, maybe this isn't such a recurring problem. Oh, well, what happened right after they ran this storyline? Jeff gets sent a bunch of shit in the mail... Oh, my God. Like, mm-hmm. literally mm-hmm. right after his WWE deal. Oh, frustrating. Jeff faces Miz. Sheamus shows up on the Titantron. 
and Jeff still wins. This angle's so fucking stupid. It makes everybody look stupid. Mm-hmm. My thing with Sheamus has always been dating back to like 2012. Whenever they make him jokey, smiley, <laughs> oh boy, it's so stupid. It's even dumber when they make him the bully that gets punched in the face and he goes, <laughs> and how many times have I had mm-hmm. to do that, Warren, since he came back? Every mm-hmm. friggin' time. Drew Nichols, and, Drew and Nichols j- just says, j- uh, j- Jeff's j- lines sorry. about this never happening again will look so bad if he ever relapses. How could WWE not be at least partially to blame if he did? Hard to disagree. And we don't want him to relapse. That's exactly. that's that's the thing. We don't we care about Jeff Hardy, who has had a long, long career in wrestling, who broke his body and has done outstanding things for our entertainment. We want him to be happy, be healthy, sound. You know, we we want his career to continue, but not like this. And we've talked about it multiple times as well. It's it's the whole Road Warrior. And a hawk thing all over again where in 10 – if something does happen, in 10 years we're going to look back at this and we're going to cross our arms and we're like, god damn, we were fucking stupid. Well, yep. at least you and I, Sean, will be here to have said, well, we told you so that we were going to look fucking stupid. Oh, man. This is frustrating. It is. It really is though. Patel Patel Ron 6 says, would you rather watch tonight's show or TNA's Charmel versus Jenna? Uh, at least that match existed for critique purposes as as the worst match maybe ever, and like some humor could be found of it. I can't really find any humor out of this. This was just a bad show. Mm-hmm. And Colt Badeau says, man, poor Jeff, look at Matt right now. I mean, I, I don't know what you mean by that. Matt's doing all right in AEW. He's being an, an elder statesman trying to help out a younger team, and I'm completely fine with that. Anakin says, remember last week how SmackDown started with two awesome matches? Um, vaguely, that's how much I've... I've. It's funny, because I'm the one that's sitting here trying to block this out of my memory. Uh, and Patel Ron 6 says, the median age of a SmackDown viewer, 57. I don't know if that's an actual stat, but it wouldn't shock me whatsoever. Oh my god, this is just... This was so bad. Evan Wright says, I want an epic triggered rant immediately. Well, you got one, buddy. Cheers. Tim Traver says, I walked three miles in the heat today. Don't worry. (laughs) I took care of myself and I had water in me. It felt like I walked three miles in the heat watching this segment. (laughs) I was going to say that. (laughs) Without any electrolytes or anything. Stay up and keep it up, says, like Stephanie McMahon said, this show was done by a B-plus player in Bruce Pritchard. I don't think she ever called him that, just somebody else that. He goes, this is a stretch, but Vince Russo would do a better job, bro. I don't know. I haven't seen anything that Vince has written in a very long time. The line drive said, COVID must have really hit the Friday shows hard if Mansoor is getting dusted out of the closet. I guess he's on 205 Live. I mean, I, like I don't Mansoor. It's, I guess he's on 205 Live wrestling Tahuti Miles. Uh, Mansoor was okay in it. What was the, the Cesaro match, or was it Ziggler where he looked really good? Uh, yeah. I re- I remember him when I was when I was covering uh, when I, when I was covering NXT and NXT UK for for Select on the same night. He was fighting as a babyface on NXT. I don't remember against who. And on NXT UK, he was uh, he was there fighting as a heel, and he was wonderful in both yeah. roles. Like this is a kid who gets pro wrestling, and he I think he has some really good basics 
honestly, if they play their cards right with this guy, he is he has a very, very high ceiling because he gets the business. And quite frankly, the fact that he can have really good matches with other good workers and not just eh, matches, really mm-hmm. good matches. That, that's pretty promising. Colt Badeau says, I'm excited for Raw Monday. Oh, yeah. Rematch Raw. I'm excited for it. J.K. Schwal <laughs> says, all for turning this into New Japan talk to cover time. <sighs> plenty to talk. It. Plenty to talk about in New Japan, that's for sure. Uh, but <laughs> unfortunately, was... we do have uh, things to cover on Raw. Sure. Oh, sure. my God. But I tell you what, whether you're wanting to go two hours on a Friday night, or three hours in the wee hours of a Saturday morning. Maybe you're looking to go round after round. Maybe you're looking to... No, SmackDown doesn't deserve it. SmackDown doesn't deserve it. Throwback27 says, Do you think the hacker gimmick could have saved this show if they didn't drop the bloody ball on something amazing? It wouldn't have hurt to have a hacker segment. I just don't know what the hell they're doing with it. Um, I... Is, I'm considering it dead in the water, personally. Like, it hasn't even crossed my mind. There's nothing going on. I had, it, if there had, like, I know people got excited at the thought of the mystery person, but honestly, you know, outside of the reveal for the Mandy Sonya angle, uh, there was nothing to this aside from hype. Uh, They've not done anything I, since May. No. We're sitting in July. I wish they would have done something with it. Sure. I, it's it's just so frustrating. The line mm-hmm. drive says that was easily the worst SmackDown of the year, and with that karaoke segment, easily worst of the year. Might as well be a bikini contest from the mid two thousand two thousands. An insult to all four women. At least the Hardy stuff has some logic. No, the Hardy stuff has no logic. It's stupid. I'm so over it. And the karaoke segment. Let's go ahead and talk about it. Holy shit! We see everybody practicing. Jey Uso is the host. He's an okay host. Lacey Evans picking alone with my baby tonight was probably the highlight for me. Because I, I blame like, I, I blame Conrad Thompson though yeah. for the return of this song. Oh, of this is something that we had all relegated to memory. Thanks for nothing, Conrad. Of course, yeah. Dana Brooks sings Honky Tonk Man's theme. Tamina sings Triple H's thing, kinda, and then headbangs, and Jimmy makes her stop. Naomi sings Dusty Rhodes theme and gets a lot more time than everybody else. This was clear bias. Oh, well, I mean, to me, this this is, uh, it's very, very close to Royal Rumble two-minute timings, right? You know, it's mm-hmm. like, hey, suddenly, uh, really, we're two minutes in? Kind of kind of feels like 45 seconds. It, it You know, it's... WWE, yeah, but there was clear bias here, of course. I mean, Jey Uso hosts, and Naomi gets the most time. Yeah, you know, I'd, I'd want to see. A, I'd, I'd need to speak to, a, to an official on this one. This was very, very poorly handled. Well, and speaking to Rob Wilkins, he says already battling an ear infection after that karaoke segment. I just foleyed my other ear. I would rather have Mark Madden teach me journalism. <laughs> oh boy, uh, Hannah Moore said. She got two bad ankles. She needs to stop. That was that was a funny line. That was a funny yes, line. That was a funny from, line uh, from Jey Uso. And then we go to a match. It's Naomi versus Dana Brooke. And uh, no, Naomi versus Lacey Evans. Oh, oh, sorry, yeah, sorry, Naomi versus Lacey Evans. Like it matters. 
<clears throat> and they made it not matter. They being WWE. What the hell? What the hell is this? It, it breaks down immediately. What was the point? It just wastes the whole segment. Um, and as Evan Wright pointed out, uh, four women singing four men's themes then went to a commercial when the match started. What what the heck are they doing? Yeah, it's it's it seems to undermine the point. And and Warren, these women were on the show most recently because they had nothing to do and they were conversing about how they had nothing to do. This I would consider a step down from nothing to do. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Um I I'm getting off the at least they're on TV boat more and more. Like with every time I hear that I'm I'm not quite not quite as excited. Uh it's been it it's been a long standing uh um uh, 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 consolation prize, you know, to, well, at least they're doing something with her on TV. At least they're, they're putting them on TV. At some point, there really can be a moment where it just outright harms you. So you, there is that fine line between being on TV and not being at all, of course, but this wasn't it here for any of the women. And I think, this is what's weird, Sean. And I, and I, you know, I think we can talk about this a bit. It's weird because I feel like recently WWE programming has been all about the women. The women have been the main reason uh, to watch recently. Sasha and Bailey have been phenomenal. Yeah, Oscar has been very, very good. Uh, Nikki Cross has uh, has taken has taken a fantastic spot over on SmackDown. Very, very a, a needed top women woman babyface spot and i think she's credible she's doing a good job um you know for the times that they use them sonia sonia deville mandy rose it works i like what they're doing with the iconics as well like there's a lot of good stuff here and the what's what's fun in this situation is that i like to compare it to a hydra where you know you had the four horsewomen you chop off two of the heads you get rid of charlotte and, and becky well you're still left with Sasha and uh, Sasha and Bailey. Of course, go to the horsewomen. Go to your top tier talent. Make them the stars because they're the people that you can uh, that that you can uh, 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 that you can build that you can uh, lean on. There you go. That you can lean everything moving forward on. That makes sense to me. But then you still have two two heads that need to regrow. Not necessarily replace the two of the four, uh, like the horsewomen specifically, but. There is room for two other people. You could argue that Asuka is taking a big, big spot. But there is another big, big spot that's there. So there's a whole bubbling underneath of women that you could be elevating in the meantime. That you could be just like, let's give them matches. Let's give them interesting stuff to do. And I also ah! think that... <laughs> and I also think that the, that the women, the reason why the women are so compelling right now, and even on NXT with the crossovers that, that have been happening is because the women's storylines are all wrestling related. It's all yeah. about, I want to win matches. I want to win titles. I want to defend my title. It make there's no shenanigans. No, she stole my purse. She's ma- macking on my man. None of that shit. It's just pro wrestling. Imagine that. Letting your pro wrestlers be pro wrestlers and people are into it. So in the meantime, while we're having 
karaoke night for no reason at all. You are not giving instant stars, people that you could make into instant stars like Naomi. You're not giving them room to fight. You could have easily had two shorter women's matches if you really wanted. You could have had two shorter women's matches tonight. On Raw, what the hell are you doing sitting on Bianca Belair and Shayna Baszler? If you don't know what to do with them on Raw, uh, there's a lot of stuff they could be doing on SmackDown right now. I can tell you that much. Why not have them tag up? I mean, Naomi and Tamina have history together. Mm-hmm. Uh, it ain't that hard to put put Dana and, and Lacey together. Sit there and say, oh, you know what? You got you got the, the blossoming tag team division in WWE, yada, yada. And, and you know what? You've got the most over tag champions in the women's division history on this show. Oh, my God. It's so frustrating. It's so frustrating. Anakin JMT says, WWE really needs to recall Fit Finley. Women need him back to advocate for them. They need more than Fit Finley. It shouldn't just be on him. It shouldn't be his responsibility to make this happen. Especially since they make such a point of pride of it as a company to be like, women's evolution, women's revolution. We brought them to the forefront. Main event WrestleMania. It's a whole... Like, it can be just one person carrying it. This, These are corporate decisions, folks. These are these are decisions that are made by people in charge. Fit wasn't in charge. Fit was doing his damnness. But these decisions don't come from the producers as to whether we're pushing women or not. Throwback27 says, This is what happens when you release Fit Finley. They need to make Sonya a star now. Move Bianca and Shayna to SmackDown. And there you go. Make it mean something. I mean, I don't know why she, why Sonya isn't on the show. I mean, she's been absent. A lot of people have been absent. We can't just say, oh, they're not using her because we don't know like what type of physical stuff is going on with anybody right now because of the news in WWE. But yeah, Sonya is right there, right for the picking, ready to go. But so is Bianca and so is Shayna. And the fact that they'd rather put absolute scrubs mm-hmm. on a show doing nothing Speaks volumes. Myron Kidd brings it up. If Impact can do three women's on a, women's matches on an episode of uh, their show, So Can WDB. Yeah, and Impact is good when they do that, too. And they mm-hmm. have stories. It's not hard. Nichols no, says, no, no. Okay, so no. I, <laughs> just a couple of bit. No, it's not hard. It, 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 the, like, I, like I said, these are decisions that are being made by those in charge. They're just – it's – it's just that simple. It's really just that simple. Mikkel says, if if built right, could Shayna versus Sonya draw money? It, it depends on what you mean by draw money. Like right now, they ain't drawing a crowd right now. Would it get a bunch of people to order the WWE Network? I don't know about that. Would it be a good storyline? I'm sure it would. I'm sure it could do that. Manny Santos says, how many matches are scheduled to happen on Extreme Rules and how many got rescheduled? I know at least one Extreme Rules match got changed i don't know about like rescheduled i think they're set for eight matches but i don't quote me on that that was just last i heard evan wright said what happened with that gable vignette i loved it was there a gable vignette that i missed tonight uh i or, don't think so or, or maybe, maybe maybe it's that one that he produced with the underdog thing i mean that was just something that he did himself yeah, probably because no uh, no, they had to they had to give us some time for the to to re-air the Braun Strowman uh, Bray Wyatt match. They couldn't <laughs> they couldn't give us new stuff. Come on, guys. Oh my God. 
Anakin JMT says, As soon as I saw there was a karaoke showdown, I could hear future Alex fuming when he saw it. <laughs> also, Jeremy Lambert is right. WWE only did this because Alex sane Judas for Fightful Select. Guys, th- this will be my Fightful Select plug. Go over there, subscribe now. I've got news up there every day. We've got six weekly shows. And this week, Alex and Jeremy, the music video of their cover of Judas is up there for all subscribers. My God. My God. Azo Smith says, I don't know how they look at Naomi and don't see a star. It still makes so, no sense that they uh, took the title off of her as soon as they put the glow on it. Yeah, that didn't make sense. I, I can see that sometimes she's inconsistent. In the ring, mm-hmm. on the mic, all that. I don't see, like, what Becky Lynch became. But I see somebody who is a hell of a lot better than what they have done. And I'm mm-hmm. completely with you on the GLOW title. I thought the GLOW title was cool. How did they not market the living shit out of that? Like, the, well, the, the whole thing is, oh, well, they create new belts so they can they can sell toys. Did they even make toys of that? I, I don't know. I'll be perfectly honest. The GLOW belt didn't do it for me. But that's just me. That's very personal. But what did do it for me, and I'm going to harp on this for as long as they keep Naomi down, essentially, when she came back at Royal Rumble this year, the crowd went nuts. Yeah. And because her look was amazing, people were sharing photos of her on social media, and there were people out there retweeting these pictures, people who were not watching wrestling, quoting things out saying, who is this queen? Who is this woman? I might start watching wrestling again, but... You know, she, yeah, she goes above when you and don't, beyond to look different and look special every single time. I love that. I love it too. Evan Wright says, Sour Graps is going to be so good tomorrow. Yeah, check it out, guys. I'll be doing UFC 251 coverage. Fight Island is real. But Alex will have Sour Graps. It might Anakin, be a six-hour episode tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> Anakin JMT says, Kylie Ray interview was great. Keep killing it with the interview. I was shocked that I got that interview. I did not expect it. I wanted to interview her so badly at Black Label Pro, but Warren, as you know, she had not spoken about anything then. Yeah. And I had people say, oh, well, why didn't you ask about the AEW thing? It was established beforehand that she she said, I've said my piece on my departure, if that's fine. I said, that's fine. And I said, are you willing to talk about your time there, you signing there? And she goes, yeah, of course, I would love to. And she did, and she explains the process of getting signed by AEW. She actually credited Britt Baker for helping get her signed, which is an outstanding story. She talked about how tough the last year was for her. Uh, I'm, I can't thank Kylie Ray enough. Uh, she has only done an interview, I think, with Alicia Atute and maybe done some stuff with some people that she knew. So uh big thank you to, to her for doing that. And I've got a bunch of interviews coming up. I interviewed Taylor Wilde. I interviewed Air Paris from WCW. He liked a tweet of mine, and I was like, Air Paris? AJ wow. Styles' partner, Air Paris? And he, like, in the interview, he told me that if they would have signed the original contracts WCW gave them, they would have been the lowest paid wrestlers of all time there. Uh, like, I've got a lot of really fun interviews. I'm loving this this Zoom era of stuff, but really, really digging that. Check out that interview, though, guys. I did a, a about a 2,200-word feature on it as well, and it is awesome to see uh, how far Kylie Ray has come this year. We uh, And Mickle says, I see your three miles uh, in the sun and raise you ten. I do landscaping. Fightful pods keep me distracted from the heat. Everyone... 
subscribe to select. Well, whether it's three miles, ten miles, or you're running a ding-dong marathon on that special someone, Blue Chew can help. BlueChew.com brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. It's a good time. I mean, let's let's be real. And you don't got to put band-aids over your nipples for this this run, if you know what I'm saying. I mean, you can if you're into that sort of thing. I'm not here to kink shame, guys. Legal and consensual. That's that's what we're all about here. BlueChew.com. It's prescribed online, shipped straight to your door. You may say, how the hell does that happen? They work with doctors to get you prescribed the correct active ingredient to help you out. And you may say, I don't need help. And I say, oh, oh, you don't? Oh, you don't? Did Barry Bonds need a little help? Probably not, but you know what he did? He went and got it. Probably not in Blue Chew, but some other stuff. You know what I mean? He was he was slapping some dingers. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The, the, the irony is Blue Chew will help you slap less dingers. Somebody else will be slapping your dinger around. And it'll do more than a little jog to first base. You're rounding third and heading home, my friends. You don't have to go to the doctor's office. You don't have to go to the pharmacy. Like I said, prescribed online, ship straight to your door. It gives you that extra confidence that you need. Ah, bluechew.com, code Fightful. Get your first shipment free. Just pay $5 shipping. That's it. That's it. Baseball's just doing a 60-game season. You'd be good for the 162. <clears throat> Man. Evan Wright says, and if you don't want to strike out, you're damn right. You're damn right. Ah, oh, man. This show, this show, Jesus Christ. J.K. Schwal says, <laughs> was this worse than the eight, 2018 Raw in Milwaukee that had Dean getting a shot in the butt and was labeled as an all-time bad Raw or the night that wrestling died? Uh, personally, I'll say yes because I can't imagine that they took up 15, 20 minutes of that show playing old shit. Instead of mm-hmm. coming up with something creative, uh, no, that definitely, absolutely, like you know, I can, I can understand, I, I can understand that they're not working with uh, a, a full roster because, uh, well, because of, because they're testing too many people. You know, if they stop testing, Sean, they won't, they, they won't find as many sick people. Oh my I don't know God. if you heard. 
Um, but uh, the um, here's the, here's what's wild. Billion dollar company, and they can't manage to produce like new content, taped stuff, vignettes. We we. It's one thing to turn around and say, let's go back into our library and pull something out and then put it on the show in its entirety. But it wouldn't be much to – and we've hammered that the simplest concept would be just to have the wrestlers who are in the match talk about the match. Just have them do their their own commentary, talk about the spots, joke about it. God damn, we'd eat it up, Sean. We would love it. I know we would. Why why aren't they creating new content? Why aren't they giving the Chad Gable vignette? Right? Why why didn't we get it? So weird. Hannah Moore says no toys, no replicas of the Glow title. It would be a huge seller and they don't capitalize on it. Weird for WWE to pass up money. Super weird for WWE to pass up money. Well, that being said, it took them 3 months before they actually started promoting that they were selling masks. Yeah, Let's just a good I'm point. just going to leave that there. It's a good point. Uh Evan Wright says, thoughts on Alex Kozlov being at the Talking Shop show, reportedly. Personally, I'm excited to see him potentially be back. Love Forever Hooligans. I hope so. I hope so. I think that Alex Kozlov got out just a little bit too early. Mm-hmm. He got out just a little bit too early, and he's still 36 years old. But, man, I, th- I think it was after Wrestle Kingdom in 15. Boy, he would have been somebody that a lot of people looked at. i one, I think he'd be in WWE right now. He'd be in WWE or probably a major promotion right now. And he had oh, stops sure. everywhere. He did. He spent time in TNA and Ring of Honor and AAA and WWE and New Japan. But oh, I hope he does. I hope he hey, does. He, he's been trained by uh, by Daniel Bryan, uh, uh, Rocky Romero, Shinsuke Nakamura. Like he, the guy has a pedigree. He has friends. He could be anywhere. And I agree. Uh, it, his career was is entirely a question of timing. I completely agree. Throwback 27. Check out his show on Tuesdays. He says, go from dong pills to crotch fro prevention <laughs> to health cereal. I love Fightful. Make me smile. You guys are awesome. Hey, not pushing cereal anymore. Even though I like it, they haven't renewed yet. But I do really enjoy their product legitimately. Michael Friedhoff says, did anybody know that NXT wrestler caught on camera twice without a mask during the main event? Are they still finding wrestlers? This was filmed before that. This, the SmackDown stuff was filmed before a Fightful Select. We had a report about a returning Raw superstar, which does not narrow it down the last few weeks, uh, going in and saying, hey, the fuck is up with this? I'm paraphrasing. And going to Vince McMahon and saying, hey, uh, I came back because I thought things were better. Why aren't they better? And Vince said, ah, what are you talking about, pal? Because he's holed up in an office all day. He doesn't see it a lot. He doesn't even spend a lot of time at Gorilla. Then Vince finds out, and Vince goes, ah, well, we're going to find people. If they don't comply, we're going to find people. So, yes, they are. And um, good on them for taking the measure. It's just they should have done it a long-ass time ago. And Triple H going out there saying, oh, what we were doing works. No, it didn't. I'm I'm losing respect for Triple H's words more and more with each passing week. It's becoming ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Warren, he used to be that transparent guy. He used to be the one that got on the media calls and would talk frankly with us. And quite and quite frankly, Vince ain't getting on any media calls with us ever, much less speaking frankly. But lately, it's been just complete jack shit, jack and you, shit. 
And you know, when he would, when Triple H would lie, it'd be to stretch the truth. It'd be to like to, to, to extend an angle, you know, like telling us, oh, we're really excited that Drew McIntyre's back. Next thing you know, boom, Drew McIntyre's on Raw. Yeah. You know, it's like it, that kind of stuff. It, what he's been saying about the, you know, how they're handling the performance center and stuff. It's got, it's garbage. And the, the, what sucks is that he's losing a lot of goodwill out of this because Triple H has a lot of that, yes, losing a lot of it. Throwback 27 says, I want to say thank you guys both for hitting me up today. Messaging me means a lot. Warren, the Dropkick Murphys are a Boston thing. They're a wicked hardcore band. With this show tonight, does this mean that NXT is the A show now? Because what a crap show. It'd be hard for me to disagree with that. I mean, out of everything that happened this week, Keith Lee by far. I mean, it, it was going to be hard to top that anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as Dropkick Murphys, I first heard about them from uh, poor Griffin's walkout, but... Not a bad way to hear from them. Yeah, I know yeah. they're fantastic. I saw, I've seen them. Uh, I've seen them live a couple of times. A lot of uh, a lot of Celtic roots where I live too. So they have a tendency to come around here and party a lot. What about the A show? Do you see NXT as the A show? Uh, this week or like in general? This week, definitely, uh, and in general, definitely. <laughs> NXT's been the A show uh, from WWE for a long, long, long time. Although I will acquiesce that there is a lot of. There's a lot of main rosteriness seeping into yeah. NXT these days. Not quite there the, is. not quite my 2018 NXT, which was really, really, really something special. It's the sandwich but, method. You put something big at the beginning and end. You fill the middle with absolute shit, mm-hmm. and you hope that people remember the beginning and the end. And that's NXT's been doing that a lot lately. They've been doing a lot. Evan Wright says perhaps a forever hooligans versus Gallows Anderson main event at Talking Shop. I'm going to do some promotion for that. I'm supposed to interview some people in conjunction with that show. I had an exclusive on it a while back. This has been in the plans for a while, but I think that would be – I don't know. if it, I mean, for them, for that show, the Talking Shop main event, that would make sense. I mean, quite frankly, if Gallows and Anderson just put them talking about their WWE run on an iPay-Per-View, I'm buying it. Absolutely, I w- without without question, you're and, just and jumping you see, right into this. And you see AJ on his mixer saying stuff about Paul Heyman and saying, "Oh, well, Gallows and Anderson will tell their story." He knows the drill. He knows they're about to make that money off of it, and good for him. Good for yes. him. Anakin just said, uh, "My governor just announced five hundred dollar fine for not wearing mask inside places like stores or outside in crowded places. Stop politicizing masks and just wear them." Yeah, guys, please. Please wear them. Um, quite frankly, I, I didn't really want to talk about this, but I'm gonna. <laughs> there was a guy who I literally only know knew from interacting with me a couple times on wrestling-related posts who is a meme now. He's a meme now because... <laughs> no, not you. Oh, Because sorry. in March, he posted about how he's not going to wear masks and how he wasn't going to do that. He's dead now. He died uh, six days ago, and if you look on Facebook, it will not be hard to track it down. That sucks. And the thing is, I posted that, and I was like, listen, I can think you're a fool and still not want you to die. Mm -hmm. I don't want you to die just because I think that you say something stupid. I hate that 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 happened to that guy. I hate it. Just wear the fucking mask. Where, what's the worst? Oh my God. You're slightly inconvenienced. 
all right, I, I've been watching Mexican wrestlers wrestle in 30-minute matches in mm-hmm. buildings with no air conditioning my entire life. They're all right. They're all right. They're not CO2-ing themselves to death, I promise. A lot of us have relatives who were, you know, for their country, for the well-being of their country, were asked to go fight in trenches overseas for a long, long time. We are being asked to keep our asses at home and put a mask if we have to get out. Jesus Christ. You know. Yeah. It's it's upsetting. I mean – Hey, I live on the Bible Belt in Kentucky. I have people who literally covered themselves in camo fleece from head to toe at 5 a.m. for seven hours in a row that are like, my mask. Come on. Come on. Evan Wright says, the only thing that would make the bar fight good is John Taffer yelling, shut the whole place down mid-match. I don't know that reference. Jeff needs to join Matt to put private party overs and other leave a better legacy. I wouldn't hate that if they were the the nostalgia team again, but I don't know. I think that Jeff, I think that Matt probably wants to do his own thing by now. Any, any I think thoughts on that? Yeah, I agree. I think that's I, I I I think that's what he wants to do, and I think he he makes he basically wants to be in control of of his legacy he wants to he's he knows that he's at the tail end of his career and he just wants to go on in his terms um there's probably room for something hardy boys ish down the line but not too soon not right now i don't think i don't think i don't think matt would be into it right now yeah i think there's i mean quite frankly there's a full run for that team in AEW with their division jesus sure. christ uh, sure I've said it time and time again, it's probably the deepest tag team division in the history of wrestling. I'm not going to say among main event level talent because you had the early 2000s WWE or WWF and the the early 90s WWF. But as far as number of teams, there's like 20 teams in AEW right now. So the Hardy Boys going through a tour there would be very good. Uh, Throwback 27 leads us to our next segment. Says, couldn't they lean on Alexa? It's time to use her to her full attention or potential while no audience is around and not just leaning on Bailey and Sasha. They need to fix it. That brings up the the golden role models beating Bliss Cross Applesauce. It's real weird. And I'm not gonna say it's bad to see Alexa Bliss Bliss playing fourth banana in any situation. That's wild, right? It's so I, wild. And this is the only thing that probably wasn't terrible on the show. And it's wild when I realized that it was Nikki Cross who was going to get the the Robert Gibson tag. Yeah, that it was going to be her. I was like, because usually it is Alexa who gets it. Yeah, but we're heading into a pay per view. Uh, uh, Nikki's right up there on the card uh, in a title match. So yeah, I mean, it makes sense in their booking. Um, the yes, they need to lean into Alexa, but I think that. I think there is much more value in a heel Alexa than a babyface Alexa. I think this is a transitional move right now. And currently in the company, your two top women are extremely strong, talented, capable, and entertaining heels. If you go and you add Alexa Bliss as another big tippity-top heel in there, you're just overwhelming everything. Yeah, and the thing is I think they've leaned so heavily into Alexa in the past that – what she's doing now is so much different, and sure. it's a little bit refreshing. 
Uh, there are certain eras that I'm going to remember. I've, I've been podcasting for about five years, and there are certain things that I'm going to remember for better or for worse. I'm going to remember the winter of 2015 being horrible. Horrible with the Seamus League of Nate, like the okay. Seamus thing. Oh, like going into him. I'm going to remember Roman Reigns and Braun Strowman having one of my favorite feuds of all time. Just amazing stuff. I'm going to remember the rise of Becky Lynch and them almost screwing it up multiple times, but then saving it. I'm going to remember uh, Charlotte and Sasha hot potatoing the title and me loving it. And I'm going to remember Sasha Banks and Bailey. Almost working themselves into a shoot at Summer Save It for SummerSlam three, to the point to where I'm like, damn, should they save it for SummerSlam four? Because they're so good together. <laughs> it's one of those situations, Warren, where I'm like, damn, they're so good together. I really don't want this to end. I don't want it to end. I know, I know, but the the match. The match is a moneymaker. One of the Super Chats was asking earlier. It's like, you know, would it draw money? It's a main event. event. It's a main event match. It's built in. And here's the thing. We don't want it to end. I agree. Like, I didn't expect them to be this much fun this long. And I would have pulled the trigger on this much earlier. And that's – so there's one part of us where, like, don't don't stop. But the other hand is like, well, they're healthy. They're both employed by the company still. Uh, do it while you can, WWE, exactly. because there are matches that you missed out on because she- certain elements are gone now. Shield triple threat, horsewomen versus horsewomen, horsewomen main event or horsewomen four way. And when I say shield triple threat, I don't mean main event of a July pay per view. I mean main event of fucking WrestleMania with mm-hmm. how many part time stars? How about zero, my friends? Zero. And you know what? Becky Lynch hit the bricks. Ronda Rousey hit the bricks. John Moxley hit the bricks. That's rough. Stop saving it for years down the line. Do it while you can. Mm-hmm. I don't. I can't think of a of a raw of a WrestleMania main event right now. I can't just think of one, and it sucked. I hate that. I hate uh, Hogan that. versus Andre. I mean, oh, you son of a bitch. Anakin JMT says, I could do two years of Sasha and Bailey doing this. By the way, Bailey gets a win with her feet on the ropes. Cool. This was one of the only things that didn't just make me livid through the whole show. I don't mm-hmm. want to say livid. I don't get that upset over it, but they yelled at commentary. Um, Evan Wright says, speaking of Robert Gibson, love seeing Ricky Morton put over the eight-man tag on AEW this week on Twitter. Love seeing old-timers actually enjoy new stuff. So a fun story, Warren. I didn't – maybe fun. Who the hell knows? I didn't grow up in the Magnum TA era. I was born mm-hmm. then. Mm-hmm. But I got offered an interview with Magnum TA. And I'm I'm a, not an early riser. I wasn't. You can be an early or late riser with BlueChew.com. But quite frankly, you wanted to do the interview at like 6 a.m. And I said, you know what? I'm waking up at 6 a.m. to interview Magnum TA. Sure. And he's a guy who had his career cut short. And I kind of expected him to be bitter. No. He's not, and he watches a lot of wrestling, and he loves a lot of wrestling. And I was like, damn, this is cool. I interviewed mm-hmm. Mikey Whipwreck, and I'm like, okay, you, you brought the whippersnapper, the stunner over. Who does the best one? I expected him to say, like, Austin or – he said Ember Moon. 
He was like, Ember Moon does the most beautiful one I've ever seen. That makes me so happy, Warren. It's so cool to see that. It's the love of the business, man. It's the, that's it. You, you can go down two paths, right? You can you can change and adapt and appreciate what's happening, or you can just stay home and grow bitter. Yeah. Anakin JMT said, Nikki holding Bailey's title popped me, and Bailey and Sasha getting right in to- commentary's face was great. They're the best in the company right now. Even on a show like this, I'll watch anything they do. Period. Sure. Like that. That's important. Uh, Throwback says, I said this once, I'll say it again. I wear a full PPA mask at work, mask, gloves, etc. It's 91 degrees working under a 130-degree car. Let that sink in for a moment. Cars on a hot – or burn from cars on a hot day suck. I mean he – and we, we saw him. He was sweating his ass off this week. Called mm-hmm. him the sweat lord for the love of God. Just tough it out, guys, because you know what? Your sweat and your inconvenience – is not more important in somebody's life. It's not. Azo Smith says, Sasha got to sue Cole for calling Kofi's double stomp a meteora. <laughs> Should she go back to her old theme when she turns? Also, the pop, if Bailey goes back, I, I don't think they're going to... I think Bailey's going to be the heel here. And I Yeah. I don't... I, I think they keep Bailey... As weird as that sounds... Right? Yeah. She's she's just way too into it. She's but I think I think Bailey stays the heel. I agree. It's rejuvenated her career and she's doing elementary heel work that is just masterful. MJF, elementary heel work that is masterful. This you know isn't, what? This isn't the she, old Baron Corbin. What? No. Huh? The fact that she reacts very loudly to things happening in the ring and on the Kind of reminds you of one Chris Jericho, yes. if we're being completely honest with each other, because Jericho made a career out of talking shit, just uh, occasional quips, picking fights with commentary. I'm not saying she's copying. I'm not saying she's yeah. copying. That's not hey, what I'm saying. I, I'm all for, quite frankly, I'm all for women's wrestling copying successful male formulas that have been done over and over and over again by males. But when females do them, they're going to have a different twist. They're going to have... Uh, different sounds, different elements that only that that difference in gender can provide, and I'm all for that. AJ Styles is not going to defend his his title against anybody except Matt Riddle because he's announced for the title match next week. Uh, so this was not known by Matt Riddle from what I understand until it aired, but we see this coming a mile away. We know what's happening here, Warren. Uh a screw job finish to lead us into extreme rules. Of course. Of course. I think that Baron Corbin's going to cost Matt Riddle the the match. And then probably they'll, they'll delay that till SummerSlam and Womper doodles. Saving it for SummerSlam. Yep. Azo Smith says her calling the ref a little dummy was brilliant. Did you notice (laughs) Sasha staring at Corey when he said Bailey eclipsed her as a dominant champion? It's the little things, Warren. It's the little things. And if WWE wasn't lazy, they put together a great video package on it. Yep. And and I think there's a lot that's on Sasha and Bailey here that are just playing off of it, that are making sure that these little these little quips are are are, are there. And the the Bailey's comment, you know, calling the ref a uh, you, you big dummy, that is such a Chris Jericho thing to yeah, do. It is. And it's perfect. It works marvelously. I love it. Throwback 27 references uh, a retro review that we put in the can. He says, Ken Shamrock destroying The Rock is better to watch than this show. Wow, I'm going to watch Chaotic Wrestling or other indie shows. 
they need to do more. They do. They're getting lazy. They're getting very lazy. I mean, they've been lazy. I mean, look at this main event. New Day, Artist Collective. I'm like, why couldn't this have been 30 minutes instead of the first segment? Oh, well, because it ends in a double DQ. Big E and Cesaro were slugging each other, which was nice. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. this was used to set up a tables match that's probably going to happen at Extreme Rules. Cesaro and Nakamura put them through tables. I'm cool with that. But why is it main eventing then? Um, Let's – let me – uh, uh, bring this question on to you, Sean Rossap. What would you have main evented this show with otherwise? I would have main evented it with Bailey and Sasha against Bliss and Cross, and I would have made it for the titles and made it look like Bailey and Sasha have to defend their titles against both upcoming title challengers consecutively. And then I would have led that into Bailey being like next week, like, holy fuck, these tag team titles are are an albatross around my neck. How the hell am I going to do this? How the hell could I possibly handle this? Every single week, I got to wrestle somebody. I got to defend this title and this title. And then I got to gotta worry about what Sasha's going to get me into. And I would further this fucking angle that they're saving for SummerSlam every year. Every goddamn year. That's what I would do. And then you know what? They're beating Alexa Bliss or uh, Nikki Cross anyway. Make it for the titles. Oh, but shut up. They're, they're defending the t- titles on Monday. That's the fucking point. They're champions. They're, they are the best in the world at it. And they keep finding ways to win. But even though they keep finding ways to win, Bailey gets really frustrated because she's got to look over her shoulder at all times. She's got to worry about contenders. And it's not just contenders on Raw or SmackDown. It's NXT, NXT UK. She's got to worry about people every damn place. That's what I would have main evented the show with. Okay. Manny Santos says, is there anything about the evolution rumor? I've got more on that on FightfulSelect.com this weekend. Sorry, tying up some loose ends there. Tim Traver says, good night, Fightful family. Good night, my friend. Rank Chaos says, Sean, Jimmy needs to get you on a Mahomes-esque contract for all the great work you do. I would love to sign a 10-year contract. I would sign a lifetime contract with Fightful. Uh, By the way, got some transaction news coming up, so to speak. Uh, Evan Wright says, best heel in the business, Baron Corbin, Sean. (laughs) Jesus Christ. And The Line Drive says, Sasha Bailey epic triggered rant. Yeah, I guess I did, right? Damn. Damn, yeah, and I, I and I led you into it. You've been the master of epic trigger triggered rants lately, though. Like, I mean, uh, like I've been pretty just like, let's be real. I was laid out for about a month. I was a little low key, <laughs> <low-key. laughs> but Warren was like, like you know, the torch bearer for the Olympics. Like, you came darting from behind me. You pushed me over before my time was up, and you grabbed the torch before it hit the ground and just started sprinting with it. <laughs> Anakin says, imagine if there had been another uh, women's Money in the Bank match and Bailey had to worry about that as well. That's a thing. Like, they're starving for content. They could go back and say, well, you know what? That match was for the title, not for the Money in the Bank briefcase, so let's run that back. Let's do that. Mm-hmm. Let's do that on TV. There's <laughs> your cross-promotion. So we made an announcement today, guys, and I am so excited about it. Uh, Fightful has come to terms with Shaquille Majuri 
to head up the MMA side of, of Fightful.com. He is a fantastic writer, a fantastic interviewer. You guys are going to love what he does. He is based out of Vancouver. Uh, you all can find him on Twitter at Fight Shack Fight. That's S-H-A-K. He'll be starting in August, and a lot of you are like, okay, well, why are you doing this? I've managed Fightful MMA, Fightful Wrestling, Fightful Boxing, select two or three different YouTube channels, all that for going on four or over four years now. I cannot possibly give MMA the attention that it needs, and I love MMA, but MMA deserves more attention. And we could have very easily just like scrapped that and went with wrestling, but that's not what we want to do. We want somebody who can take our MMA section to the next level, and he's going to be able to do it. I'm so excited. He's going to be working with David Tease. He's going to be working with our, our moderator, 777. If you all have ever been a part of our live coverage on Fight Night, we've got like hundreds, if not thousands of comments. Like On Raw, we might have a couple hundred. On tomorrow's UFC pay-per-view, we're probably going to have one or two thousand. Like that's That's how dedicated our MMA community is. And we're going to have a lot of new content. It's not going to be some the same old stuff that we've been doing. Uh, there will still be some of that content, but um, it's 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 going to be a new, fresh aspect to it. I'm going to still contribute over there, but I want to focus on wrestling because that's going really well for us. And I want somebody who can focus on MMA the way that I focus on wrestling. So I'm very excited. We will do an introduction uh, to him on this channel. And you guys can subscribe to youtube.com slash Fightful MMA Boxing. Uh, this is a move that Jimmy was on board with. I pushed for. He got great recommendations from Aaron Bronsetter and James Lynch. And very, very excited about this. Uh, people are asking if I'm still going to be a part of the post-fight reviews. I might. I might not. Because let me tell you. Saturday's off are looking pretty nice right now. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. But um, I am so excited about this. I had a long call with him this week. We're going to have a lot of stuff. He's already sent me a plethora of ideas. We finalized the deal today. He's worked for places like Bloody Elbow. He works for ET Canada right now, too. Uh, go check him out. At Fight Shack Fight. That's Shack with a K. Evan Wright says, looking forward to seeing Carlos on Wednesday. That's another bit of news. Carlos filling in for Louis Dangor. Uh, Louis got some good... Good reviews. People are saying that the show's really coming together. Uh, he credited Warren for actually helping him out a lot, which I, I can't, I can't, uh, thank you enough for doing that, Warren. It's gonna be good. We got a lot of, we got a lot of different rotating voices right now, and I'm really digging that. Also, guys, Steven Jensen does an awesome show on Fightful Select. Like, if you want 205 Live, NWA, Ring of Honor, BTE, that's the place to go. Uh, also, Denise did an interview with Louis Dangor on Wrestle Talk's channel. Check that out as well. Hot dog. Oh, yeah, yeah. I just hang around with him every Wednesday and he doesn't interview me. All right, fine. I get Maybe it. Maybe he it's will. Cool. It's okay. Maybe he no, will. He, he interviewed me once, I think. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> but yeah, I'm looking forward to having Carlos. Carlos will be, it'll be fun. But uh, on Wednesday, might have to wear something with a collar. I feel like I'm going to have classy. to class it up. Yeah, he's yeah, very for classy. sure. Uh, guy, he's he's kind of slowed down his boxing writing for a while, but from what I understand, he's going to do one more boxing newsletter. Check it out. Carlos Toro, in my opinion, is one of the best boxing writers out there in the world, and our boxing section hasn't really been on fire either. 
but um, it, it I would highly encourage you guys to check that out. Uh, Evan Wright says, can I request Phil to come back on sometime soon? I would love to have Phil back on sometime soon. He is fantastic, and I loved having him on. Um, Throwback27 says, Warren and Sean helped me out with my show and are going to have good people on soon. Yeah, I hope I, I hope to be on there sometime soon. Did uh, also, I want to send love to our dude, Wild Boy. Um, he posted an update on his mom. Not so great. So uh, send him some love at It's Wild Boy on Twitter. We love that guy. He couldn't be a better dude. Uh, you guys are family to us, and it's it's very important to us to, that you show support to a guy like that who who would do the same for you. But Warren, you got a show on Thursdays. That's right. If you want to go back in time and watch it live, it happens on youtubecom slash Hayes. 9 p.m. Eastern, but it'll happen again next week. So if you can't really go back in time, it's fine. Yeah, I recap the week in wrestling. Uh, and it's it's a good time. It's fun. Go through a lot of stuff. So come on over. Check that out. Subscribe, why don't you? YouTube.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes. Otherwise, you can follow me on Twitter at Mr. Warren Hayes. He will not be a Celtic butthole to you. A Celtic butthole. Either or. <laughs> Either or. Until next time, guys. Thank you all so much. Uh, I am back tomorrow night. UFC 251. I'll give you a quick rundown because it is a big show. And some of you that don't give a shit about MMA might give a shit about MMA because it's at Fight Island. Fight Island. They were so desperate to run shows that they went to Abu Dhabi, got an island, and are fighting there at 2 in the morning local time. Kamaru Usman, welterweight champion against the BMF champion, Jorge Mazadal. You got Alexander Volkanovsky, Max Holloway, featherweight championship rematch. You got Jose Aldo, shouldn't be in a title fight, is anyway, against Peter Yan. Then you got a rematch of last year's title fight, Jessica Andrade and Rose Namajunas. You have Amanda Rebus, a big prospect against Paige Van Zant, And also there are a couple other big fights on that show, including a big light heavyweight battle. Oh, I'm actually very excited to cover this show. Thank you guys. Until next time, we're out. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.